Welcome to the Kapow Radio Show and to Why This Verse is Awesome with your host, Paul Kapow. Each episode presents specific Bible verses which are examined to unleash the reasons why those verses are so awesome. Join me in surveying and exploring the characteristics that make those verses so meaningful in our lives. There's a verse in Romans where the Apostle Paul writes, Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And he warns his readers in the book of Romans to let God handle things. And don't get angry. And don't take things in your own hands. And if you can, live peaceably with all people. Now, this is easier said than done because we live in a world We're surrounded by a bunch of fools. We're surrounded by adults. We're surrounded by wicked people. Sometimes these wicked people are in our leadership and they mean to do us harm. But here's a principle here. And I want to say why I think these verses in 1 Samuel 25, 23 to 31 are awesome. Because they're going to shed some light on what Paul wrote to the Romans. Now, the background of this story is that David, the future king of Israel, was hiding out from Saul, trying to kill him. And he had gathered this band of merry men really around him, a bunch of uh, outcasts, but they were warriors. Remember, David had killed thousands and thousands of Philistines in battle. He was no one to be messed with, uh, but he had a heart for God and he listened to his creator, God, and God knew him and God had selected him to be the king of Israel. And so when he was living in the land of the Philistines, he was doing combat like um, guerrilla warfare. And he had come to a, a point where there was a, a very rich man. Uh, his name is Nabal. Now, Nabal means fool. <laughs> it means dolt. It means one who's worthless. He's, a, he's an idiot. He's a moron. Nabal. Don't name your kid Nabal. Don't name your dog Nabal. Don't name your turtle Nabal. It means stupid. Nabal means I'm stupid. Nabal lived up to his name. He was an idiot. And he was very wealthy. A lot, a lot of money. And he had shepherds out in the fields and he had a lot of flocks and stuff. And when David was, was needing help and he was doing these uh, forays and guerrilla warfare against the Philistines, he had went to the shepherds there and he had stayed with them and he had surrounded them and protected them from robbers and from violence and things like that. And the shepherds had a really good report about David and his men and how they protected him. He was a good dude. So he, uh, David had sent some messengers to Nabal, the fool, the, the man who owned everything, who had, a, who had a bunch of wealth. And he, and he sent messengers to ask for provisions, to ask for some help uh, while he was there. And Nabal 
heard the messengers of David and he, and he laughed at him. He scoffed at him and he said, you know, why should I give you any money? Why should I help you out? Who is this David, this son of Jesse? I mean, he's nothing to me. Who is this guy? Get out of here. This is my money. Get out of here. And he wouldn't help him. He wouldn't, um, you know, give him any, any love at all. And even the messenger said, you know, ask the, ask the shepherds, you know, what we've done for him and stuff. We protected your flocks and things, but Nabal being a fool, he didn't care. So he, uh, he punks him off basically. So when David hears this, David is infuriated. He's just, uh, filled with anger and he, he's, he's, I'm going to kill him. And so he gathers 400 guys. Uh, they put their swords on. Remember, these guys are warrior warriors. And he's going to go whack the whole house of Nabal. He's going to not only kill him, but everybody involved. I mean, er- everything, like the Bible says, every- everything that pisseth against the wall, right? You know, even a little boys, dogs, animals, everything is going to die. And so he's on his way to do this. Now, word gets out to the fool's wife. Her name is Abigail. And she's not a fool. She's smart. She's full of wisdom. She's a she's good egg. And word gets to her through a servant. Hey, this is what happened. And your stupid husband uh, punked David off. And now David's going to come and kill everybody. So this is where the story picks up here. And I want to read these verses to you. In verse 23, and when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lighted off her her ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground and fell at his feet and said, upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be and let thine handmaid, handmaid, I pray, speak in thine audience and hear the words of thine handmaid. Let not my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial. (laughs) She calls her husband a man of Belial, which means worthlessness, uh, a wicked, um, He's an evil, naughty, ungodly man. He's a, he's a man of Belial, even Nabal, which means fool for as his name is, so is he. That's what she says. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. But thine handmaid saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou did sin. So what she's telling David, she rushes out to David. She's, she has a bottle of wine, you know, big old jugs of wine. She has a uh, bread. She has, you know, cakes and figs. And she's going to feed them. She's going to give them the provision they asked for. And what she's saying, hey, I wasn't around. I didn't hear these, these young men. I didn't hear these servants ask. I wasn't there. And my idiot husband is the one that punked off uh, my Lord, um, my Lord, lowercase l, speaking of of David, who's going to become the king of of Israel. She knows this. So she's trying to, uh, she's she's trying to circumvent this slaughter. She's smart enough to try to go, hey man, I got to keep people from dying here because of my idiot husband. So um, David's about to take vengeance on on Nabal, on this fool. He's, he's about, uh, he's, he's had it. He's been running from Saul. He's been running ever since he got anointed, uh, for kingship. He's been running, he's been hiding. He's been living in a hole. He's been living in the caves. Um, he's been among the Philistines. He's had a, he's gone through all kinds of havoc and he surrounded himself. These, these people who have disenfranchised have surrounded themselves with him. 
and he's doing guerrilla warfare. He ain't got no time for no fool in his life. He ain't got no time for some idiot who ain't going to help him out. You know, after he's protected his flocks and his wealth. Right. So he's he's you know, David is pissed off, man. He's pissed off. So Abigail says um, in verse 26, she goes, now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord, that's Yahweh, hath withholden you from coming to shed blood and from avenging thyself with thine own hand. Now let thine enemies and they that seek evil to my Lord be as Nabal, be as him, as a fool. So what she's starting to do is she's saying, I didn't know. Let me let me try to circumvent this. The The Lord wants to stop you from shedding blood. You know, he's going to he's trying to withhold you from avenging yourself. OK, so um, she says, those who try to hurt you, let them be like him. And then in verse 27, she goes, and now this blessing, which thine handmaid hath brought unto the Lord, let it even be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. So let, let, you know, let them have the, the wine and the bread and everything. Verse 28, I pray thee forgive the trespass of thine handmaid. She's, she's humbly saying, Hey, it's my fault. I should have been there. I didn't hear it. And, and, and forgive my, my trespass for just intruding here and trying to stop this bloodshed. She says for the Lord which is, which is Yahweh for, for the, for the Yahweh will certainly make my Lord, uh, David, uh, a sure house. Now she prophesies, this is a prophecy because my Lord, David fighteth the battles of the Yahweh and evil hath not been found in thee all thy days. David was not a Nabal. David was not wicked. David was not an idiot. Nabal was. Verse 29, she goes, yet a man is risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul, but thy soul of thy Lord, him, David, shall be bound. This is beautiful. Shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Yahweh, thy God. Come on. Is that beautiful? She says to David, but the soul of of you, your soul shall be bound in the bundle of life with God, with the Yahweh, your God. Elohim. And that's beautiful. Hey, how many of you want your soul to be bundled <laughs> in, in, in life, bundle of life with, with God? I do. And the souls of thine enemies, them shall he, talking about Yahweh, sling out as out of the middle of a sling. So with David, his soul is going to be bound up, bundled with God in life, and the enemies are going to be slung out. And verse 30, and it shall come to pass when the Lord shall have done to my Lord, according to all the good that he has spoken concerning thee and shall have appointed thee ruler over Israel. So she already knows what's going to happen. Verse 31, that this shall be no grief unto thee. In other words, when you become ruler, when you become king over Israel, this act of killing all these people, shedding all this blood, uh, it's not going to come to grief to you because you didn't do it because you're not going to regret doing this. Uh, so that this be no grief unto thee, nor offensive heart, like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that unto you, unto David, either that thou hast shed blood causeless. Okay. Devoid of reason or anything like that, or that my Lord David hath avenged, right. Um, to, to, you know, avenge himself but when the Lord Yahweh shall have dealt well with you, then remember 
your handmaid. So in other words, whether it's whether you have a right to avenge yourself or not, because this guy, Nabal, is a fool and whether you, you were really stepped on and you were really offended and you need to go kill this guy or you don't have a cause to do it either. Or when you become king, when God when God places you into that position, she's saying, I, I don't want this to be an offense to your heart, something that you did that you're going to regret. Right. So she's very, very, very wise here. In verse 32, David said to Abigail, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, Yahweh, which sent thee this day to meet me and blessed be thy advice and blessed be thou which hast kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with mine own hand. Okay, this is awesome. Listen to verse 33. He says, bless you are your advice and and blessed are you because you kept me from shedding blood and from avenging myself with my own hand. See what I'm saying? This is what he was about to do. And then he continues, for in every deed, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, which hath kept me back from hurting you, except thou hast hasted and come out to meet me, surely there had not been left unto Nabal, the fool, by the morning light, any that pisseth against the wall. In other words, as sure as the Lord God lives, he kept me back from hurting everybody, including her. He would have killed Abigail, except that she had come out to meet him. Um, and if she wouldn't have done that, he says, by morning light, nobody would have left. And even anybody that uh, pisseth against the wall. And that means that urinate against the wall. It's a euphemism. It's a Hebrew euphemism that means just, you know, everybody, you know, any male, uh, dog, anything that's pissed. That means everybody, everything. So verse 35, so David received of her hand that which she had brought him, that's the food, and said unto her, go up in peace to thy house. See, I have listened to you. I've hearkened to you and I have accepted thy person. So she turns away David's wrath from killing everybody. And she also spares David from shedding blood and regretting it later. In verse 36, and Abigail came to Nabal and he had a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. See, because he was very rich and the fool's heart was merry. Nabal's heart, he's an idiot. He's very merry. He's, he's partying and he was very drunk. So she didn't say anything until the morning. But when, it, when the morning came and he wasn't drunk anymore, she said everything that she had done and she met with David and what he was going to do. And so the guy has a heart attack. His heart failed him. And about 10 days later, um, it says the Lord, Yahweh, smote Nabal the fool and he died. <laughs> so... Um, why is this awesome? This is awesome because we live in a world and we're surrounded by Nabals. We're surrounded by fools. Our leadership is Nabalistic. We have Nabals in, in, in everywhere, in, in corporations, in politics, in religion, in education. There's Nabals. There's foolish, evil, ungodly men and women all around us, running the show, dictating to us what to do, what not to do. Um, they're in the banking industry. They're everywhere. They're all around us. And sometimes we get to the point where we want to take matters in our own hands. We might even get caught off on the road and a little road range uh, comes in, a little, little anger comes in, and we want to take that matter in our own hands. And we want to avenge ourselves because we know we're right. You know, it's a principle. You ever heard this? It's a principle of the thing. And you want to avenge yourself because you're right. But 
as Paul warned the the Romans, he says, you know, if, if all possible, live peaceably with all men. And he says, remember, God says, vengeance is mine. So here we have this story of this fool, Nabal, who uh, who was who really punked the king, the future king of Israel, God's chosen Messiah, the of of Israel at that time, and uh, deserved to die. He was an idiot, and it, the bloodshed was circumvented, so it wasn't on David's hands, and it wasn't something that was going to bother him later on. God took care of it. The idiot had a heart attack; his heart failed him, turned to stone. He dies 10 days later because God killed him because he was an idiot. Nabal, fool. Okay. So that's why this verse is awesome. If we can hold on to that, God will take care of us. Just stay with him. Walk in, in with God, walk in his light, walk in his commandments. Let him take care of the stuff. Vengeance is the Lord's. Amen. Good night. Thank you very much. And that concludes this episode of why this verse is awesome. If you have a favorite verse that you know is awesome for your life, please email me, paul at kapowradioshow.com. Give me a description, and I'll read it on the show. You may also email me a short audio file if you wish. Thank you, and until next time, God bless. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second. Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield.